0: We're getting you set with a Redbird playoff report on 101 ESPN. Presented by Swiss Air Heating and Cooling. Heating system tune-up and safety check for just $69. (laughs) SwissairSTL.com. most wonderful time of the year game one of the MLB playoffs this afternoon at the ballpark 107 cards and Phillies with Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis I'm Randy Carriker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and the Cardinals president of baseball operations John Mozelek kind enough to join us on game day Mo good morning thanks for taking some time and allow me to introduce you to Kerry Davis
1: well nice to meet you Carrie, and uh, yeah exciting day here in St. Louis nice to meet you as well
0: um, Mo, well, let's. Uh, I want to talk about the decision to start Quintana, which I think, as most of us talking heads, as as we talked about this series, we figured that Quintana would be either Game One or Game Two. What went into that discussion of starting Quintana against the Phillies in Game One?
1: Uh, we really like the matchup of going likely a left left hand starter, then a right hand starter, then a left hand starter if needed. So. Um, really the the thought was just to try to optimize that. Obviously, Miles Michael has had a tremendous season, so it would be hard not to give him an opportunity. So, really, we're just sort of trying to leverage uh, how we're thinking about using our left-handers.
0: Hey, John, the postseason roster is uh, due to come out uh, pretty soon here for us. Um, Was there ever any thought this season or or for the postseason of bringing Jordan Walker up?
1: Not really. Um, You know, he he, uh, had a tremendous year at double-A. Um, He's currently out in the Arizona Fall League, but trying to put a young man in in that type of position right now, I I think would really be fair to him. And I think the other part you have to realize is, you know, we we have corner outfielders right now. I think like, you know, from an offensive standpoint, um, it would have been really hard to get him in the lineup. And I also think you got to realize like, it's not like you can't go to double A to the big leagues. Um, We've done it before with other people, but I think, you know, someone as young as him, It's it, you don't really want to put him in a, a position where, you know, you're setting him up for potential failure. So it really was never something that we thought about. Amazing talent. Glad we have him. And uh, I know at some point you're going to see him in St. Louis.
0: Mo, it, there have been years where you guys have been in the playoffs, and we've been able to sit here at a desk at a radio station and put together your postseason roster. It seems like this year, because of the depth that you have, it was much more difficult, and some players that we expected to be on the roster maybe aren't going to be. Was it more difficult, and if so, what made it more difficult?
1: Well, I think there's a, a combination of things, right? Yes, we have depth, but yes, we you can also recognize we have some guys maybe not performing at the expectations we had hoped um, where we are. So, I think it's really you know a bunch of different variables that go into it. But I, I would agree that this has been more one of the more I would say, like, challenging rosters to put together. But the good news is, as far as, like, what you expect to see on the field, that was not that difficult. Did
0: Was Tyler O'Neill close enough so that you considered him, and will he, or would he be, well, I'll say will, will he be available for the next round?
1: Um, he was not close enough for, for today, and very hopeful that should we advance, he could be available.
0: Hey Mo, obviously the postseason is here, and and that's the main focus. But have you had time to sit back and reflect on the careers of Yachty and Albert, and and what they've meant to this franchise?
1: I think so. Um, you know, it, it would it wouldn't be fair for me to say I haven't thought about it because I you know I think about this team every day in some <laughs> fashion. But when you talk about like re- really sort of reflecting on on what they've meant, it's you know, look, I've been a part of this organization since 96, obviously, I have a long history with, with Yachty. And, and you know, of course, I had a 11 year relationship with, with Albert here, and then, then we had that little break. But, you know, like to, to think back on what they've meant to to this organization, this franchise, and also the city, it's, it's just so rare to, to think that, first off, that we're even talking about it, right? Um, you know, Albert had been away for 10 years, but yet we've reunited. And I just feel like the impact of what they've meant to the game of baseball and to do it together for, for many years and then to be separated, but then to be reunited. I mean, obviously there's so many like, cool storylines. And for Albert to get to 700, um, it's, it was just remarkable and, and so much fun to be a part of. But, I mean, I think it's, it's more than that. And, and I feel like... In our in our fifteen minute segment here, I'm not even going to do it justice, but um, I would say this: like the St. Louis Cardinals and the city of St. Louis and us as fans, we're the winners in this one. We're the lucky ones, and so um, enjoy it. It's probably not something we'll ever see again in our <laughs> lifetime. So, um, but it's been really cool.
0: And you and I talked before the season. I think it was literally before opening day about uh, what. We could expect from Albert Pujols, and I was on board with when you guys signed him. Hey, sign him as a, a a bad a DH, a right-handed DH against left-handed pitching. Here we are for the playoffs, and he's going to be your DH against one of the harder-throwing right-handers in the league. Uh, what he's been able to accomplish is remarkable, and I don't. I know you didn't expect it. I don't think anybody could have, but it, he's one of those rare specimens, isn't he? That whoa is whoa,
1: he, whoa whoa <laughs> I totally expected. <laughs> Okay, so you were the one, <laughs> but that's that that that's right. No, at no, all no. right. Look, I, I I don't think anybody expected the the kind of contribution he made. But like I'll tell you, like when I was like talking to him and and really through the early part of the season, like he expects it of himself, and I and I think like. Anytime you're around like like guys that have like that that just almost like superhuman skill, and when you think about like his first eleven years in St. Louis, he he almost felt like a Superman, right? Like just like he could do things other people couldn't do, and it's it's incredible. And so like I think like trying to like bet against somebody like that is just never a, a good idea, and and then to see him once he got going, it's been incredible. But yeah, you're right. Like when we signed him, it was to Get as many at bats as possible against left hand pitching. And whenever righties came in, he, would, he wouldn't play. But then, you know, over the last two months, he's been one of our, our best, better hitters. And he's been doing it against left and right handed pitching. So, you know, it's incredibly impressive. And, and so, like, it would just be impossible to keep him out of that lineup now.
0: Hey, Mo, at the trade deadline, fans were clamoring for Juan Soto. Uh, there were rumors that it would be Juan Soto. You all went in a different direction in, in Quintana and Montgomery. What did you see from those two that, that made you comfortable that they would be this good for you?
1: Um, you know, a couple things, right? Like like we knew we needed to get guys to cover innings. I think when you look at the first half of our season, one of the things we were really struggling with was getting deep enough into a game where we're putting too much stress on our bullpen and and thus – we felt like if we could add some starting pitching at the deadline, that would be important. Now we were attached to a bunch of other other names as well um, that that were pitchers. But when we when we were able to get Q saw or uh, traded for, that gave us a little bit more more comfort in trying to do something else. But you know, Q fit us so well because he he's, he pitches to contact, gets a lot of balls on the ground, and we we want to leverage our defense and so obviously over the last 2 months you guys have seen that and and that parts worked out you know the money deal is a little different um, having to trade something from your major league roster but we really felt like having money for the remainder of of 2022 and also having him for a full season in 2023 made a lot of sense for us and and obviously uh, you know last couple of games he struggled a little bit but net, net, he's been a huge positive for us.
0: And with that being the case, as you mentioned off the top, you talked about how you want to go left, right, left. He would seem to be the logical left-hander, right, if there's a Game 3.
1: There is a lot of different scenarios we can think through on Game 3. I'm going to worry about Game 3, guess what, on Sunday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, you, you've obviously taken a close look at the Phillies. What's the biggest challenge from John Zaloc's perspective that Philadelphia presents for you guys?
1: Well, look, you're going to face two good arms in Game One and Two. We, we, we get that. We've, we've seen them. You know, we don't have a ton of history of, of playing um, these guys because we only see them, you know, twice a year. But you know, we understand that 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 part is you're going to have to take smart at bats, good at bats, and you know, hopefully, uh, you see a very patient approach, but an approach that you know puts balls in play and we're we're able to put up some runs. You know, from a pitching standpoint, obviously. You'd like your starter to go as deep as possible, but you understand sort of that third-time-through-the-order mentality. And, you know, I think, you know, we'll approach this game if we have a lead one way and if we're behind another. So, you know, I think, like, you just got to go out and play it. I think, like, like I look at this like every other fan. I'm just ready for first pitch. It's going to be <laughs> exciting, and, and uh, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do, you know, come – 10 a.m. today, because rosters will be submitted, and, and it's about playing baseball now. But you do the
0: things to get the team to the playoffs, and I, we've had this stat on this show many times, but since the end of the 2010 season, the St. Louis Cardinals have played five games where you didn't have a, a chance to make the playoffs, and on a personal level, because you see it, you you, you take a lot of grief on the social media. Uh, no. no really? <laughs> you,
1: you do. You I- do. I, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't have the same group of people that are notifying you as, as notifying me, Bo. But that's that's quite a stat, and I think that's a real testament to you and your staff and the organization and the ownership. That and hey, we are spoiled here in St. Louis, but we always, as fans, know that we're watching a team that has a chance.
1: Look, you 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 enter every spring hoping that you have that right and and you know there, there's there's always ups and downs in seasons and and sometimes you, you can't you can't sort of with withstand some of the things that happen in the season May, Maybe a major injury um, you lose key players but I think overall you know for the 27 years I've been a part of the Cardinals you know under mr. DeWitt, and and others we, we have found ways to to be successful and and so you know i think it's a great compliment to everybody that's involved with the st louis cardinals and they're right i get it i mean i i know we can't make everyone happy and, and um it's a it's a very demanding job in the sense of of managing expectations but let me tell you something it's been uh something that we take a ton of pride in we know this is a good baseball team um you, know, you hope you get hot at the right time when you enter the month of October. If you do, great things can happen, and, and this is a team that's capable of doing great things, but, you know, it is going to have to play at a very high level to do so.
0: So the roster comes out in about 17 minutes. We'll keep an eye on that social media, Mo. You're always generous with your time. We appreciate that. We'll see you down at the ballpark, and good luck during this postseason.
1: All right, that sounds good. And, Kerry, you know you're working with Randy, so... Mm-hmm. Little bit of advice. Okay. You know, tell him to stay off Twitter. Don't believe it. Don't believe everything he, he reads or says, and you'll have a lot of success.
0: I will do that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and good luck this series. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Take care, Mo. Uh, John Mozeliak, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, with us on 101 ESPN.